This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. Hey, it's Bartender Journey Podcast number 175. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. Well, I'm just back from, well, I was at Tales of the Cocktail uh, about two weeks ago or so. And uh, then the yesterday and the day before, I was at Cocktails in the Country. If you don't know about Cocktails in the Country, Gaz, Gary Regan is a fabulous teacher. And there's actually a few spots left open this summer. Um, so if you are if you can do it, uh, you won't regret it. And uh, so just uh, Google uh, maybe Cocktails in the Country. Let me check that. Yeah, you can Google Cocktails in the Country and uh, you'll find it that way. There's th- As I record this, there's three dates left, August uh, 8th and 9th. 2016, August 15, 16, August 22, 23, and uh, he told us there's only 10 people uh, per class, and you actually it's a little north of uh, the city, and uh, you actually stay over in, in this place called Painters in a town called Cornwall on Hudson, and uh, you can uh, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend you look into it. It's highly subsidized. The trip uh, it, it costs $250, but obviously that's much less than it costs to put one of these things on and stay over and you get your uh, trans- transportation from Manhattan up, up there as well. So uh, highly, highly recommend it. Hey, we're going to talk to Gaz in just a sec. And then after that, we're going to talk with Jonathan Pogash. And we did a uh, walk and talk interview around New Orleans and uh, that was a lot of fun. So uh, stay tuned for those two things coming right up. So let's do a book of the week and it's going to be Gaz's book. The Negroni by Gary Gaz Regan, and uh, it's a great book all about his one of his favorite cocktails, the Negroni. If you know uh, anything about Gaz, you know he does this uh, thing where he stirs Negronis with his fingers. It's it's pretty hysterical. It's a uh, sort of an inside joke kind of thing, I guess. But uh, very honored to uh, if you get a finger stirred Negroni from Gaz, you should be feel very honored, and I certainly did. He made us all one uh, at the very end of the two day class yesterday and uh it was pretty fun and uh i'll have to put that video of that up on the website if i can uh, but uh so we'll do a cocktail of the week right out of the book it's called the bittersweet symphony and it's credited to jeffrey morgenthaler of clyde common portland oregon fame and uh you know his book the bar book oh that's another book i highly highly recommend uh we'll have a link to that also on bartenderjourney.net There'll be a link to uh, this book as well, the Negroni, and uh, anytime you use one of those Amazon links on bartenderjourney.net, uh, you're helping out the show just a little bit. doesn't cost you any extra. So uh, back to the cocktail, the Bittersweet Symphony, one and a half ounce London dry gin, um, beef eater for instance, three quarters an ounce of Aperol, three quarters ounce of Punti Mess uh, Sweet Vermouth, and a generous lemon twist for a garnish. So you're going to store all those ingredients in a mixing glass strained into a chilled cocktail glass. Uh, So he's serving it up, this drink, uh, garnished with lemon twist. So typically a Negroni, if if unspecified, would be on the rocks, but uh, this one's served up. So, uh, and that's a nice, sounds like a great um, Negroni variation. That's our cocktail of the week. All right, next we're going to talk to the fabulous Gaz. Somebody described him on Facebook as being the Yoda of bartending, and I think that's an excellent description. So, uh, yeah, let's talk to Gaz. All right, well, we're here at Cocktails in the Country with the fabulous Gaz, Gary Regan. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy this so much. Uh, Thanks for coming, Brian, and thanks for uh, all of your support. Thank you. Much appreciated. This is great what you do here, the uh, Cocktails in the Country, just uh, nine or ten of us here, uh, 
learning from you and, and from each other, right? Is that, that's sort of the yeah, idea, right? That's exactly the idea. Um, because I teach about mindful bartending, uh, but when it comes to mixology, 21st century bartenders, I'm better off letting them teach each other than me trying to teach them 1970s bartending. It's, we've come quite a long way in a relatively short period of time, right? Uh, a massive way, in a way that I would never have dreamed. And it's fabulous to watch. Um, and I think it's very important not to lose sight of the fact that service is the real name of the game. And we have to keep going back to that. Uh, pushing the envelope for mixology is something we have to do as well. Um, but service is something that must not be forgotten. That's really what we've been seeing in the last maybe two or three years is, uh, you know, we're, we're you can get a good drink, you know, most anywhere now, but now it's so, the hospitality is so important. Yeah, absolutely. And fact is, anybody can make a decent martini or a Manhattan, can teach them in five minutes how to make that. But learning how to deal with your co-workers and with uh, your guests is a skill that has to be uh, learned to some extent. Yeah, it takes a little, um, well, it takes a little mindfulness, as you would say. That's exactly what it takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love, uh, well, everything you said yesterday, but what, one thing was um, you said come in and say, you know, come in a little early and, and maybe ask your manager how you're doing. Ask the, ask the cooks how you're doing. Ask the dishwasher how are you doing. And, and I, I, I wrote down in my book, like, act as the host not only to your guests but to your coworkers. Be the host of the party to everybody. Oh, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I think it's very important. Uh, to be part of the team at work and to make everybody aware that you are aware of their presence and of their jobs and make sure they know that you care about them as well as their guests and this helps build a cohesive team who supports one another uh, from the dishwasher right on up to the general manager and to the owner. We are all one with one aim and that aim is to give, give good service and if we do it together we can do it far better. Yeah, it's, it's, it's somehow in a, in a restaurant or bar environment somehow it's very easy for there to be sort of competitive and bad feelings among the staff and I don't know why that is but it's it's best to be the guy who tries to defeat that. Yeah, yeah, well it's all to do with ego, isn't it? You know, and as bartenders we all have pretty big egos uh, and you know, in the course of our jobs, there's nothing wrong with that. You like being the center of attention. You like being behind the bar. You like being the, the person who everybody goes to. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, uh, but you've got to make that human contact with your guests and your co-workers. Right, right. You know, it's funny, during dinner last night, we were talking about um, social anxiety, and it came up several of the people were talking about it like i you know i i've had this problem my whole life being social uh, social anxiety but when i'm behind the bar and we have that barrier between us is something about that it brings out uh, a different side of me yeah absolutely true i i always think when you the second you set foot behind that bar power comes to you you have that power that three feet of mahogany in front of you gives you power and uh, it's important to keep that power, 
because you have to be a benevolent dictator behind the bar. Um, but it's also important to recognize um, the value of everybody you come in touch with. And going right back down to that dishwasher, you know, dishwashers are invisible people. Nobody speaks to dishwashers. And can you imagine going through a whole shift at work, washing dishes, and nobody even says hi? You know, that really... So you make friends with the dishwasher, man. you got a friend for life. My dishwasher gets whatever he wants. <laughs> right, right. Good on you. Yeah. He's a good guy. But um, so, uh, well, let's talk about uh, mixology a little bit. Like, where do, where do you see this all going in the next, you know, couple of years? Or uh, I have no idea where it's going. Um, and I believe it will keep on progressing. What's happened in the mixology section sector is that because bartenders became a lot more creative in the past 10 years, that has created an opening for artists to become bartenders and have that be part of their craft. And that builds. So the more artists we get behind the bar, the further they push the envelope. Now, not every new fancy drink is good. It's not even okay. There are a lot of them that are really crap. But that doesn't matter. This is, you know, because the ones that work really work well. And it's important that bartenders keep pushing that envelope, and I believe they will. Yeah. This is part of the game now, and I really applaud that. Yeah. But it's interesting. Here we are just about an hour north of Manhattan, and so after our session yesterday, we went around the corner to the local bar, and I, you know, I had the feeling if I asked for a Negroni, she wouldn't have known what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether she would or she wouldn't. Uh, but, you know, you all went to our local neighborhood joint yeah. with pool tables and dartboards. And that's what that bar's about, you know? Not everybody, you know, I, I often find myself in a fancy craft cocktail bar and I find myself nipping out to the Irish bar on the corner for a pint of Guinness because those places are very valuable and dear to my heart, too. Yeah. I love a good dive bar, man. Oh, absolutely. Dale DeGroff once told me that, you know, the neighborhood bar has such a place, especially in Manhattan, it's like an extended living room, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And it's a gathering place. And the bar is an equalizer. The bar is where the office clerk, office clerk um, gets to talk to the CEO on equal footing. This is the third place. It's not work, it's not home. This is the community getting together. And neighborhood bars provide that for us. I spent a little time in England, and, and the, the pub was so important to the neighborhood. And you went to a specific pub, and you you know you might tell your friends, meet me at the pub. You didn't have to name it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember being in England um, 
Uh, years ago, I was there on an extended visit for a few months. I wanted a car. I, wanted, I didn't have much money, so I was looking for an old banger that I could kick around for a few months. Where did I go? Did I buy a newspaper? Did I look at the ads in the... No, no, I just went to the pub <laughs> and asked around. And I had a car the very next day. And it was the landlady of the pub who said... Oh, we have a second car. We rarely use it. Take that for three months. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and that's pub culture in the UK. <laughs> well, you see it here, too. Like, you know, I, I recently went to our sort of local bar uh, where I live, and uh, there was a business across the street that had closed suddenly. Like, all of a, they were there one day, gone the next, you know, and I asked the bartender, what happened with that place? You know, of course she knew the, of course she knew the answer, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. So, well, thank you again. Would, would you sign my book? I have your Negroni book. Your Negroni book right here. And uh, fabulous book, I do. Would you like a pen or a Sharpie? Uh, I don't care. You're cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for talking to me, and thanks for putting this on. Thank you, Brian. Take care, man. Cheers. He is a smart dude and an awesome guy. So, uh, again, I highly recommend, if you can do it at all, uh, try to get to cocktails in the country. There's uh, three dates left for this summer as I record this here in uh, early August. So um, go to bartenderjourney.net, and I'll have a link up to that. All right, so uh, down in uh, New Orleans again, at Darn Tales of the Cocktail, Jonathan Pogash and I, uh, we walked around New Orleans and chatted and uh, had, a, had a real nice conversation. So uh, we start out right in front of the Hotel Monteleone. Talking to the bellman. What? Was that a yes or a no? Oh, come on. Everybody, everybody's come everybody's on, a comedian until the mic turns on. I know how that no, goes. No. <laughs> come on, what do you have? Freestyle. <laughs> a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Monteleon! Yeah! Perfect, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Live at the Monteleon, front door, McKelvin here. We're celebrating 130 years, still family owned with the tale of cocktail. Woo! Let's do it. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. I love it. Happy tales to you until we drink again. <laughs> uh, thank you, Bert. I love it. Wow. So here we are with Jonathan Pogash. We're outside the Hotel Monteleon and we got oh, some man. very I, I feel bar uh, bellman there. I feel the energy. Yeah, these bellmen are awesome at the Monteleon. The hospitality in this town is just amazing, isn't it? You're absolutely just, right, yeah. You know, I got off... Just getting off the plane, you know, and people welcome you. And when you get off the plane, I'm like, ah, yeah. this is like, it's great. It's like second home right here, you know. Yep, it really is. I love this town. How many how many tales have you been to so far? You know, I was trying to calculate, <laughs> and it's a bit blurry um, from all the years, but I believe it's eleven. It's either eleven or twelve. Wow. Holy because cow. they just had the uh, w they had the ten year anniversary of Katrina, right? Yeah, right. And I came the year of Katrina. All right. So uh, I guess maybe it, this is my 11th, I think. That's amazing. Man. Yeah. Holy cow. So you're, I, I actually don't know a lot about your, your history in this business. So why don't, why don't you tell me about it? Uh, well, I kind of grew up in the business. My dad's in the industry as well. All right. Um, and he kind of coaxed me into getting a job as a bar back, bartender, bar back. Cool. Want to go to um, bourbon? Yeah. And... I, all I wanted to do was be an actor when I moved to New York City after college, so huh. I tried and got a job as a bar back at a little place called the Russian Tea Room in New York City. <laughs> heard of it, heard uh, of it. Which gave me a great base. Wow. I, was, I went on to a couple other places and I started putting my drinks on menus and 
Mm. Rest is history. I created the, a consulting company at yeah. the same time, the Cocktail Guru, in 2006. Right. So that's been 10 years since I've had well, the that Cocktail was, Guru. That was kind of early to be in that game, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I was. I was one of the first. It was like it was myself and Junior Marino. Okay. Um, who's a great mixologist as well. He created the Liquid Chef. Mm. So that was his company. And um, also Brian Van Flandern was doing similar stuff at my time. But we were, you know, I think we were, um, I guess I consider myself to be maybe the second generation. You know, the first okay. generation is obviously Del DeGroff. And, yeah. and I think Gary Regan is on there. Uh, you know, first generation of the Renaissance. Right. And then you had their disciples, um, Audrey Saunders and Julie Reiner and mm. people like them. And I was... They were doing it a little bit before me, but I kind of came slightly after them. So kind of second or third generation. And now we're up to, you know, obviously we have so many generations of mixologists and consultants yeah. and cocktail people. Yeah. Old Absinthe House. Yeah, amazing. Love so it. So cool. So we're having uh, Bartender's Toast here later in the week, exactly. right? Yeah, the U.S. The US yeah, Bartender's you, you. Guild does a annual midnight Bartender yeah. Toast, which we started a, a, we'll around the first year. I. Oh, yeah? So, well, maybe... I'll go up this way. Maybe eight we'll years ago, shade. I think it's about seven or eight years ago, but it is just quite the scene at midnight on Thursday. I can imagine. Well, this will be my first year at Tails as a USBG member, so I cannot right. possibly miss that. No, you definitely <laughs> can. You definitely can. Although, I tell you, when it, you know, when you start up with this thing at 10 o'clock in the morning, by midnight, midnight's late when you start at 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, it, it definitely is. That's why, you know, you, you have to pace yourself. Yeah. Drink a lot of water, eat. Yep. That that's important. I always forget to eat. It's so important, and yeah. it's very easy to forget to eat because really you're is. like, ah, oh, you know, One more I'll just power. Th yeah, I'll just <laughs> power through, and then yeah. by the time six or seven p.m. rolls around, you're you're like, oh gosh, I wish I had eaten lunch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, well, going back to consulting, first yeah. of all, let's talk about what a cocktail consultant does. Sure. So. I am not actively behind a bar anymore at right. a restaurant, but uh -huh. I consult for bars and restaurants. So I develop uh, their bar programs, which means designing, creating the cocktails that go on the menu, training the bar staff, right. doing follow-up. Um, if it's a place from scratch, I will help design the actual physical bar. So that's kind of the bar and restaurant side, and then there's the brand side. So yeah. liquor companies will hire me to do special events for them, to design cocktails for them, um, to be a brand spokesperson for them, right. that sort of thing. Um, so that's and, the brand side. Yeah. And then I also have kind of my own cocktail guru produced events that I do every year where I uh, have the liberty of choosing what I want to do and then I bring on my favorite brands and, and I produce the event. I do team building mixology classes with the cocktail guru as well and I have oh, a really? team I have yeah for, for bar teams for um, for or, corporations oh. so corporate mixology classes like they'll have corporate retreats and they'll hire me to come in with my team and we'll do a oh so so outside the our industry exactly yeah oh, that's awesome so I'd say I'd wanna say get, uh, you know iced coffee yeah uh, let's do it we're here so at the we're Aaron here. we're here at the Aaron Rose famous for their frozen uh, Irish coffee. Place we're, defi is we're definitely those. We're definitely those geeks, <laughs> like walking in with. I know. That's all right. We look important. Totally. <laughs> so important. Everyone's staring. Yeah. Everyone's staring at us. <laughs> Just for Tim. those people at home, that's what's happening right now. Everyone is staring at us. Tim Masters <laughs> said they're making a something with chartreuse frozen. 
Oh, done. really? That's what he told me. I don't know. Oh, boy. Let's see if we can get anything. Let's figure it out. All right. Man. So, you know, to paint the picture for maybe people <laughs> who haven't been here before. So, the ceiling is filled with neon signs of beers, uh, flags, old flags, some blow-up things. Uh, and, the, and the walls and the walls as well are filled with that. Um, and it's it's packed. It's pretty packed in here. And the specialty are the uh, frozen Irish coffees. I came in here first thing after I checked in the hotel last night. I got in about midnight, and first yeah. thing I did was come here. <laughs> That's what I do. First thing I do is come here. This is my first and, and, proper And it's traditionally drink. come here last as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to get a drink. The place is packed. Looks like we got two, maybe one or two bartenders and a bar back. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Hey. Hey. So you so Brian opted for the large, which I think has probably about thirty five hundred calories in it. Oh well, I got you one too. <laughs> awesome. Um, what do you think is in that drink? Well, that's a very good question, and people have tried to, um, you know, tried to guess, and they won't divulge the recipe. No. But I, I think it's probably. Um, Cream, condensed milk, and maybe like a hint of some sort of coffee. <laughs> oh, you know what? They're not even going to take your credit card for that because it's probably less than 10 bucks. <laughs> we'll do cash. Oh, look at that. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, it came out to 12. That's all right. Wow. I ordered, um, what did I have? I had Buffalo Trace uh, last night on the rocks. Splash of ginger ale. It was like yeah. four fifty. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really? Drinks are cheap. Yeah, drinks are cheap. You know, you leave New York and you're like, I know. What is going on here? I know. You people are not charging enough. Yeah, they definitely could charge a little bit more. No, but I mean, you know, people always. Cheers. Cheers. So, uh, you know, people are always saying, thanks so much. Cheers. Um, oh my God. So good. Um, it tastes like a, an al a slightly alcoholic coffee milkshake. <laughs> Basically what it is. Let me get the glasses back on here before we go outside again. They're blinded. Oh. All right, here we go. Off we go. So we're going to go outside and uh, enjoy our frozen Irish coffee here. Oh, yeah. So I guess I don't need dinner now because <laughs> I'm going to drink <laughs> I this. would recommend still eating dinner, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, I'm, last night, I met the artist who painted this table where our, we're at right no now. No kidding. Yeah. This is just newly painted? Yeah. Look, she did that one. She did wow. the murals or whatever you call wow. them on the... Outside here, she did all this stuff. Apparently, she used to work here and doesn't awesome. anymore, but she does still does all the artwork. She was, well, so cheers, good. man. So this good. is good. Mm -mm. So New Orleans has this uh, rich culture of of drinking. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> so um, I don't know much about how that all developed, and, and the, to go the go cup is uh, everywhere. Not not many cities where and that's allowed. Right, and frozen drinks. Um, you know, they have slushy machines that are bars lining Bourbon Street that have, you could look inside and you see, it seems like endless rows of frozen yeah. slushy machines. <laughs> uh, with suspicious uh, ingredients inside, yeah, exactly. I might suspicious say. Suspicious colors and ingredients. Yeah. Shall we walk up Bourbon Street? Mm hmm. Why not? Gonna, oh, we're a little twisted up here. There we go. <laughs> I think we got it worked out now. 
So it's actually uh, not too much hotter here than it is in New York at the moment. Maybe a little. But there's always that breeze. Well, right. Yeah, exactly. That breeze goes straight down Bourbon Street most of the time. But I love how you can just walk around and, and there's so many bars trying to get you in. They, they all have their... Uh, they all have their doors and windows open so you can hear their music. and uh, Exactly. And, and uh, listen, we are... It's 4.10 p.m. and <laughs> Tiffany Souls, hey, how are you? I'm to Josh. Oh, did you? Yeah, I just told him about this drink. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian. <laughs> Tiffany, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Tiffany. Um, yeah. So we're, we're, doing a little, we're doing a little interview here, so yeah. now, now you're in it. Oh, damn. Where are you from, Tiffany? Hey, well, I live here in All New right. Orleans. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, do you work in our industry? Um, you can say that. <laughs> Tell them what you do, I, Tiffany. I work for the U.S. Bartenders Guild. Yay! <laughs> I just joined uh, this year, beginning of this year. Fantastic. Thank you. Woohoo! New York chapter. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. It's amazing. It's a good chapter. Really amazing. You're stuck with this guy. I know. This is awesome. We're having a great time. <laughs> so awful. Short end of the stick. So is this your first time to Tails? No, yeah, fourth. Awesome. Yeah. So you, you know the ropes. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Seems like it gets bigger every year. Yes, that it does. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how many people are expected this year? I don't. I don't. No, I've been very bad this year and well, coming late to the party. <laughs> I, th I think it's close to 20,000. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Sounds I wouldn't about doubt right. it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yay. Are you off to Aaron Rose now to get one of these? Um, I'm not. I'm oh. off to drop off some wristbands for our lovely Thursday night tradition toast. Yes, we were just talking about that. You need a wristband for that? <laughs> to get into the Cutty Sark party. Yeah, you don't need a wristband to come to the toast. We want as many people as possible. Um, but there is a party upstairs that you do need a wristband for. So. Could I have one? <laughs> you don't have enough. That's okay. Have him get in touch with me. <laughs> okay. We might have some the day of. That's all right. <laughs> I'll probably, actually, after the toast, I'll probably go to sleep. <laughs> That would be the responsible thing to do anyway. Well, <laughs> responsible, uh, whatever. <laughs> we don't use words like that this week. <laughs> Not in New Orleans. No. All right. No, no, no. Okay. Well, it's so nice to meet you. You as well. Thank you. Have Cheers. fun. Have fun. Oh, that feels so good. Yeah, yeah right? You can, have a, so you can have a handful of that. <laughs> 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 I know. I know. I'm trying to be good. It's yeah. After I drop off wristbands. <laughs> Are you you're dropping one off at my hotel? Tomorrow, yes. Uh, okay. Tomorrow afternoon, yes. Tomorrow afternoon. Yes. Okay. Fun. See yeah. you. Cheers. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. This is how this is how tales go. You just walk ten feet and you say hello to somebody. Right. That right. You, exactly. Yeah. Somebody you know and mm -hmm. uh, an old friend or a new friend that you just made. What? What is this place? It's just a <laughs> random pizza place. <laughs> Why not? Very out of place. This is, this is in the last three days, man. In the last three days? Yeah. Really? Crescent City Pizza Works. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so, yeah, we're going Oceano's Big Banana. Okay. Panda Bear, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta have that. Um, yeah, so uh, I was noticing when you Google Cocktail Consultant, you come up first, my friend. Oh. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that, that's been, yeah, it's been like that for many years, and I'm very surprised that... Uh, I don't know. How, I don't know how that happens, but well, that, I'm glad it does. 
Well, that means that means something. I'm not sure how it <laughs> I happens some, either. I'm, I mean, yeah. if, you're, if, if that happens and you don't know how it happens, that means it's very organic. And, yeah. You know, it's really because there, there are way to, ways to game the system a little bit in your favor, you know. No, Search engine optimization, right. which is something I really don't know much about. but Neither do I. Yeah. But, they, uh, but man, if that's happening on your own, you're in good shape. Yeah, I'll keep it. <laughs> I'll take it. So you ran the Real McCoy cocktail competition. I did. So I did fun. run that. Yeah, that was so much fun. That was the first time I actually competed live. Oh really? Yeah. You did great. You did Thanks. great. Yeah, it was. It's nerve wracking. Yeah, but I, I I thought that format was really um, cool, especially for my first time. Yeah, yeah. Where because uh, it was like we each had our own bar and the judges came to us. Right. <laughs> so it's like now you're in, you're in my bar now, you know. So it's that that was a little helpful. I I'd been to the. Um, to the beef eater uh, competition just as a spectator about a week earlier, yeah. and it was like that nah, was nerve wracking. Everybody in the whole room's quiet, and you're and you gotta the judges are sitting there the whole time, and you gotta perform. You gotta come to the bar and like yeah, perform. That's, you know? that's super nerve wracking. And everybody and there's a camera on you, and you got a mic. You, know, you got a lavalier microphone on you, and it's right. like wow, that's a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. The have, way that we did it is so much more informal and. And plus, I just looked at it like I'm a winner just being here, you know, because mm-hmm. it was it was such a cool place. I'd actually never been to Rhode Island to Newport. Look at this drinks three for one. Three for one, yeah. <laughs> but what's in there? Right. <laughs> Who knows? Mystery, mysterious uh, stuff. Even when we went out uh, in uh, Baltimore, uh, Bar Institute, went out to a lot of local bars. You know, and, oh, in Baltimore. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I was like. I was talking to one guy who was the bartender and also the owner of this little bar, and I'm like, dude, you're not charging enough money. <laughs> He's like, no, but I like, you know, people who feel like they're getting their money's worth and they're, and they're uh, you know, they'll come back. I say, yeah, but you're, you know, yeah, you marked up the liquor 33% maybe. Right. Or what? Or, you know, whatever, yeah, right. 50%, you know, 50%, but you haven't paid the, the electric yet. You haven't exactly, paid your exactly. insurance yet. You haven't, you haven't paid your rent yet. So how, how can you sustain that? <laughs> I think I think a lot of people just don't give it any thought, you know. I agree. Got to yeah. be a really important thing with your. Um, well, I was just yeah. When, when I well. consult, that's one of the things that I make sure to evaluate is: are they charging enough? Are they, you know, are they covering all of their costs? Are they making profit? All of these things. And are they keeping track of it? Are they keeping track? Yeah, I mean, you know, inventory. A lot of places don't even do it. Right. <laughs> I just did. I, I just redid a bar program. Uh, a couple of weeks ago for a spot in Massachusetts where I live and you know we, we I created a menu I did the staff training they've had the menu on you know they've been running the menu for the last couple of weeks and they said you know before we brought you on our poor costs were at like 40 percent ah <laughs> and and I'm and I'm like listen I I ne- whenever I create bar programs I always try to keep it at 20 percent yeah 25 percent max yeah and so now they're under 20 percent nice and they're and they're and they're loving it and they're killing it. Yeah. They're killing yeah. it. It can be really frustrating dealing with somebody who thinks he's a mixologist and right. is not a good bartender. You right. know, and right. you know, I mean, the, making the drinks is about what 10, 15 percent of the gig. Right. So, you know, it's all about. Let's see, where are we? Where's the Napoleon where House? We're near it. Oh, Napoleon House is um, right down. Yeah, yeah like it's, down. It's right around here. Somewhere. Yeah. That's a cool spot. Yeah. But I was uh, dealing with somebody that I was trying to train. This guy thought 
he, you know, he worked in some fancy cocktail bar in New, you know, I don't know where, and uh, not not in the states. And he thought he knew everything, you know. And I'm trying to train him, and he's trying to show me pictures of the bar he used to work in. And I'm like, dude, you know, we we got to talk about, uh, you know, what channel you're going to put on the TV. Yeah. Right. Be, you know, you, you got to figure out, you know, that, you know, a certain time of day people want to watch golf and certain time of day you know sure yeah, you know a lot, you gotta, there's a lot involved i gotta show you how to um you know where, where the temperature controls are for this room where the where the dimmers are the light switches are mm-hmm. you know and he, he just didn't want to hear it you know it's really frustrating so I, a lot of times you'll see ads for um bartender like no experience needed and stuff like for a while i didn't quite get that now I, now that i been trying to train people i totally get that you, you almost <laughs> prefer it totally I, I love training people from scratch yeah they're they're complete they're it's an open book yeah they don't have preconceived um you know bad habits they don't it's the bad habits that's yeah. that's really what what kills me when i try to train people i had um a young lady who was old enough to serve in new york but not old enough to drink uh-huh <laughs> and, and i was training her never been behind a bar before and I'm teaching her like I was like uh, yeah you know when you cut the lemons do it this way and just try to get out as many seeds as you can and I think uh, it's down this way all right Napoleon house right on the corner there you know when you're when you're cutting the lemons don't go crazy but get as many of those seeds out as you can sure. while you're cutting and like and then you know I saw her like three days later actually doing it I was like wow yeah that's a cool feeling yeah. <laughs> whereas when you're dealing with somebody, you're like, yeah, yeah, this guy's going to teach me how to cut lemons, right? Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. Right. Who's, yeah. Who, who does this guy think he is? He's going to make me yeah. measure my... Yeah. He's going to make me measure my spirits with a jigger. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in this business long enough. I can count in my head. I can yeah. free pour. I know how to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah? Let's test it. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's Napoleon House there. There's a Napoleon House. That's... A, that's Iconic it, spot. Iconic. One of the best mufalata sandwiches ever. Uh, and it was actually built for Napoleon to make his escape, I think, is the story. Sounds about right. It was, he was going to escape and live there as a private residence. So that's pretty pretty neat. So many cool bars around here. Oh, this oh is the, the pharmacy. Yeah, the yeah. pharmacy museum. The apothecary museum over here. There's usually a lot of events during Tales of the Cocktail over there. That's right. I've, uh, I don't think I've ever been inside. No, no. I went, no. la- I went last year um, for something. But, uh, yeah, this, our, really our whole business kind of started oh. with apothecary, right? Yeah, exactly. As medicine, you know, alcoholic beverages, bitters were prescribed medicines yeah. for various ailments. And the reason is interesting that um, it wasn't so much the alcohol, but the alcohol was used as a preservative. So all these herbs and flowers and spices and things were preserved... And, and um, it was used as a solvent as yep. well yeah. to extract all these things that were good for you. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool, you know. It's very thought, cool. Yeah. You know, people always say, ah, alcohol, yeah, it's good for you, ha. But, <laughs> but that's the reason for that. I ran into that recently because uh, I'm doing, I've been at the place I'm now for uh, a little over a year. Yeah. And I'm doing fresh, fresh juices and stuff, which they never had yeah. there. And, uh, you know, and I'm telling this lady, oh, this, you know, it has fresh lime juice in it and... I used a honey syrup or whatever it was, and I'm like, and she goes, "Oh, so it's a healthy cocktail, huh?" And, she, and like, I'm like, "Well, it's healthier really than funny. you know." I'm trying yeah. to explain, but she wouldn't stop laughing People long say, enough yeah, yeah. for me to explain to her that it's healthier, you know. Right. <laughs> Napoleon House. Here well, we go. Definitely feel that heat. Woo, that New Orleans in the heat. sun when you're in the sun, it's brutal. 
Where, where do you want to go? Where should we go next? I don't know. Well, we can keep make our way back to Monteleone. All right. I don't want to keep you too long. I'm sure you have a thousand other things to do. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a fair amount happening. Yeah. Today's the only day where I actually have a little bit of breathing room. I, the rest of the week is just like yeah. back to back to back. I hear you. My week is crazy. Two, two things happen, two events tomorrow, a seminar and an event tomorrow. Yeah. What, if, what if you're at a job where they're not paying you what you're worth? <laughs> not, you know, not outside of consulting, but as, a, as an employee. Well, uh, I guess you need to decide whether you want to stay there or whether you want to look for something else. Or would you like to kind of ask them for a raise or ask yeah. them for what you think you deserve? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... Sometimes you find yourself in a situation where, you know, you like, you like working in a place and they come to rely on you. I mean, you know, a person with integrity does the right thing all the time right. and sees things that are wrong and tries to improve them. And even with management sometimes, you know, they... Sure. So, you know, maybe you... <laughs> is this sounding too personal? No, not at all. <laughs> they, you know, maybe you don't want to leave. And, you know, you've been get, given a couple of bumps, but it's, it's right. still not anywhere near what, what you're contributing to the right. party, you know? Well, so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fine line. It's a definitely a tough thing. And it's something that you want to seriously evaluate, you know? Oh, yeah. I love uh, that cool air. Yeah. Let's just From stand here. Oh, the, at, let's take a look at this art. Wow, this is amazing. We're in, a, we're in an is... art gallery now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's probably rude to take pictures of, of paintings. It might be. Yeah. I think that's probably uncouth, but they're uh, amazing. I like the air conditioner. Ooh. Beautiful. Oh, my, my, dad's, uh, my dad was an artist. Oh. Been around fine, you know, fine art, original artwork my whole life. Yeah. So I, I appreciate it. This, this is Ooh. cool, huh? Of course, all the antique stores during Tales of the Cocktail put out the, yeah, exactly. their they finest their barware in the windows. Vintage, vintage barware, <laughs> absolutely. Very cool. Yeah, there are all these jewelry stores that line, uh, what are we on, Royal? This is Royal, yeah. yeah. Whole, antique right stores, there. jewelry stores. Oh. I think I bought my wife oh, uh, a present one day. Oh, <laughs> oh look at that. thanks for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> there are four, what would you call those, containers of some sort? Like clay or... Yeah, they're... Um, clay containers? Some sort of a container with a spout. A spout. And one says brandy, one says gin, one says whiskey. I whiskey. Oh, Irish whiskey. S whiskey, Scotch whiskey. And rum. Those are amazing. Interesting. All right. I'm taking a picture of that. They're like urns. They're almost right. like urns. Mm -hmm. So, um, oh, I don't want to take... This is such a great shot of the sign of Hotel Monteleone. Got to yeah. do that one. Awesome. Uh, oh, so you do a lot of uh, media as well, like uh, morning shows and things like that, which yes. is very cool. Yes, uh, So did they approach you or did you approach them or how did that work? Um, originally, it was public relations companies for liquor brands. Mm. That that approached me, and wanted me to you know do a, a it started off as a random morning TV show using a product that they represent. Right. And then I started doing 
several of those, and I started making my own connections at the TV stations. So mm -hmm. now I'm not dictated by any brand or anything when I go okay. on. I I pitch ideas to, to TV stations, and they come to me. And mm. so, do you mind if I ask? Do, do they pay you for that? Um, I don't get paid. I, I kind of get paid in a kind of other way by I use brands that I work with right. when I go on TV. So. They are people that have hired me for various aspects, right? Whether it's doing an event or consulting, and I'll kind of throw them, throw them a bone, and yeah, uh, in the in the hopes of gaining more business, right? So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on. Um, you do um, the Today Show or the yeah, the, yeah, Today yeah Show, the right? Today Show. I've done national Today Show. There's a local New York Today Show as well that I've done, and Fox and Friends. So you tell the brand, I'm going to be on, on the Today Show, yeah. and uh, yeah. I'd like to use your thing. And, yep. uh, what, do you th what do you think of that idea? Yep. I love these things. Look at these. They're so cool. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're like cool. weird old yeah. telescopes or something. Or they're binoculars. Really cool. yep. So weird. All right. This was a lovely tour of the French Quarter. That was great. With, with great company. And... Uh, then, Adventures await tonight, I'm sure. That's right. I'm sure I'll see you <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere and everywhere. Anywhere. And anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> well, thanks, Jonathan. This was amazing. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. Thank you. And uh, Oh, cheers. We'll do that. Cheers. I'm all, I'm all done with mine. <laughs> 3,500 calories. Just like that. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks, buddy. Great. Yeah, it's great. Uh-oh, it's Tim. How you doing, buddy? How are you? Good to see you, man. How are you? How are you doing, man? Deadly, yeah. Good. You just arrived? Uh, pretty much, yeah, today. So just did a wee radio interview and uh, checking in. So that's... All right. We just did an interview with, with Jonathan. Oh, very cool. <laughs> we walked, walked and talked. It was fun. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Got some Irish coffee? Yeah. Mm. I need to get there pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. What's the plan tonight, sir? I don't, I don't have anything lined up for tonight, actually. Um, I have a ticket to something. <laughs> something? Oh, there's uh, the bowling bowling party that Diageo's doing. Okay, yeah, spare. Spare, yeah. Something. something. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And there's a daiquiri. I think the party's doing a daiquiri event. Jameson have the event. Oh, oh Jameson, right, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. There's that. Uh, I think that's that's all on my radar. So yeah. Okay, so I'll be, uh, I'll be out around. Oh, when did you guys land, land today? Or yeah, yesterday, today. yesterday for me. Yeah, impressive. impressive. Monday to Monday this year. That's like no a marathon right. right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so bummed. I'm recording a bunch of seminars for Tails, and uh, one conflicts with your egg thing, so I'm gonna miss it. I'm bummed Dang. out. But are you doing the story of a barrel? Is it that one? Or no. Like I forget what it is at that time period. But um. Yeah. Uh, maybe we could talk about talk about eggs. Yeah, sure. I love to. I've, I've been give, really give me a practice run. Yeah, <laughs> you wanna? Yeah. Do you no, have time? No. You wanna do it? Uh, well, I mean, no. I, as in the seminar can be the practice run, and then we'll do. Oh, that. okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, whenever. I mean, uh, actually, today and Sunday are the only days during tales that I have any free time at all. Sunday would be great. Sunday? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I'll email you. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. You just let me know. Yeah. Hey. How are you, Jonathan? Hi, Katie. Hi, Brian. Nice to meet you. Hi, Jonathan. That was a lot of fun, and there's plenty more stuff from New Orleans coming up on future episodes of Bartender Journey. So I hope you're subscribed. Uh, there's different ways to do that. Uh, if you're on an iPhone, 
you have the podcast app. You couldn't delete it if you wanted it to. You couldn't delete it, I should say. Is that what I said? You couldn't delete it if you wanted to. Uh, and uh, so you have the podcast app. Go to the search bar and search for Bartender Journey and uh, you can hit the little subscribe button and you, you'll get the new stuff as soon as it becomes available. Download it straight to your phone and you can also browse the back catalog there. And if you uh, want to listen to it, there's other ways to listen to podcasts uh, on uh, Android, etc. And on bartenderjourney.net slash subscribe, you can find lots of different ways and uh, to, to subscribe and uh, ways to listen to the show. So do that. And uh, what else do I got to tell you? Uh, yeah, just stay, stay tuned for more stuff. M- more exciting stuff's coming up on the Bartender Journey podcast. There, we have some uh, guest posts up on the blog page now, or the, uh, well, it's called the podcast page. It might be better to call it a blog page, but uh, go to the podcast page. You'll see guest, um, a couple of guest articles. One's about, one's about eggs in cocktails, which is uh, something that comes up a lot on this show, and because uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it and a lot of different methodology. Uh, different methods that people employ to to use eggs and cocktails, but uh, it can be a really great way to put a beautiful uh, foam head on on your drink and add to the mouthfeel of the drink, and uh, it's a a cool thing to do, man. So again, my name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thank you for listening, and uh, we we always do a toast at the end of the show, or, well, I do it when I I have time. (laughs) So anyway, I have one of those coming up in just a minute, and uh, just remember, uh, I am on Facebook. Well, there's Bartender Journey page on Facebook. Just search for Bartender Journey. You can find me on Twitter at Barkeep Tips, and Instagram is Bartender Journey as well. So, uh, hey, love to hear from you. Go to the contact page on BartenderJourney.net, and uh, feel free to get in touch for any reason at all. And uh, hope to talk to you soon. Here's our toast. Here's to rustlers and schemers. Cheers. We'll talk to you next time on the Bartender Journey podcast. <laughs>